It's another Sunday night watching the superstars fight. You know it's what we love to do. Talking about NXT or WWE, and we can't forget about AEW. Viewers' choice on the North South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North South Connection. Back again, once again, your friends, Tim and Marcus here, North-South Connection, and uh, we are 50-plus episodes deep in giving you the viewer's choice. Welcome to episode 51 of the Viewer's Choice Podcast, where uh, myself and no-so contributor, Marcus, from the hit podcast, WWE War, uh, give you the must-watch, the must-skip and who the MVP of every premium live event and pay-per-view for WWE and AEW taking place. Marcus, how do you feel off the heels of Wrestle Dream? To quote the great American philosopher, Mr. Tim Kelly Clarkson, this may not last, but this is now. That works so for me. So love the one you're with. <laughs> and I am head over heels in love um, with what transpired tonight. Um, we will definitely get into it. That's why we're here. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty pumped, man. It's, um, feels good. Feels good when cool things happen. Um, what's going to happen in the future, long-term investments. Um, how does this help people through osmosis? Not my concern right now, man. Uh, something cool happened that I didn't think was going to happen. <laughs> um, and I got to see two people link up. And I thought back in 2002, it was too late for that fantasy booking to come to life. And to quote our favorite movie, Step Brothers, even better, we got it when we're 40. I'm, who are you talking about being 40? I ain't 40 yet. We're I'm in my mid to late 30s right I'm now. I'm in my early mid 30s as well. Okay, so we're 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 grinding towards uh 40 dumb. But in either event, um pretty straightforward card for Wrestle Dream, the 1 year anniversary of uh Antonio Anoki um and his passing um from this mortal coil. And uh, AEW and the fever dream of Tony Khan uh, decided in their infinite wisdom to put on this event. Marcus, do you have the spoiler-free list of matches to run from top to bottom before we get into the quick and dirty? Uh, Sure do. And we have one, two, three. We have four matches from Zero Hour, so I'll cover those first. Uh, We had an eight-person mixed tag team match as Shatoshi Kojima, Keith Lee, Athena, and Billy Starks took on Shane Taylor promotions of Shane Taylor Taylor and Lee Moriarty, as well as uh, Diamante and Mercedes Martinez. Claudio Castagnoli took on Josh Barnett. Luchasaurus took on Nick Wayne. And the acclaimed defended the AEW World Trios titles against TMDK of Shane Hayes, Mikey Nichols, and that bad dude Tito. Card proper, started off with MJF taking on Vincent and Dutch, the Righteous, in a two-on-one handicap match for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Eddie Kingston taking on Katsuyori Shibata. Oh, look at me. How you like that? Uh, and that was for uh, the ROH World Championship and the Strong Openweight Championship. Chris Statlander took on Julia Hart 
in a match for the AWTBS championship. We had a four-way tag team action as the Guns, the Young Bucks, the Lucha Brothers, and Orange Cassidy and the cold-hearted handsome devil Hook all competed in action, uh, and that was for a future AW World Tag Team Championship match. Hangman Adam Page and Swerve Strickland did battle. We had a singles match between Ricky Stocks and Wheeler Yuta. Brian Danielson took on Zack Sabre Jr. The Don Callis family of Kanosko Takeshita, Sammy Guevara, and Will Ospreay challenged Chris Jericho and the Golden Elite of Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. For the AW World Tag Team Championships, Aussie Open challenged FTR. And in our main event of the evening, two out of three falls for the AW TNT Championship, Christian Cage defended against hometown boy Darby Allen. Yeah, I uh, let's let's get right into. Uh, I don't want to belabor the point, uh, Marcus. I think that this main event for you was everything you wanted until we get to a very sticky point for you, Marcus. What if I told you that one of your biggest heroes, someone you admire beyond reproof, a person who you've clamored for one more match from? For years and years and years, does the unforgivable sin of taking apart the ring, peeling back the mats, and exposing the hard wood that is a professional wrestling ring, you must be so conflicted with the main event. I would be at a moral crossroads, however... After that bump that Darby Allen took on the outside on the ring steps. The murder? The the match seemed to be over. So I think Christian was just trying to help out the ring crew by getting a jump on tearing down the ring. Right. But then the match kept going. Well, by that point, it's too late to put everything back. I mean, that's really the official's job. <laughs> it's like if you ran onto a basketball court because you thought the game was over uh, after the third quarter and you started like taking up the hardwood floor. <laughs> to get ready for like the ice hockey game or something. I would love to see some drunk you know? enough fan of the Celtics just try to start <laughs> pulling up the parquet in, in the garden. Just like, no, it's over. So, yeah, uh, you know, I never loved that spot, but um, it, it led to a feeling of carnage. Yes. And they were successful in that. And it was all about getting to uh, getting to the payoff, baby, getting to the value. And that more than delivered. Yes. Um, to go over the value that he's talking about, um, we got the official heel turn of Nick Wayne blasting Darby Allen with the TNT title. Sure did. Cracked his paint, gave him a shine job. Yep. Just sent him home unhappy. Uh, that was the finish of the match. And then here comes Sting strutting as only he can strut. No music, no fanfare, no urgency from the stinger. Sting knew the assignment. He just walked in. He just walked he just he walked knew this in. wasn't about him. He walked in, started beating up people, waiting for Luchasaurus to show up. He got sick of waiting for Luchasaurus visibly signaled to the back, come on, for the next person to, to make the run in. Uh Luchasaurus channeling his inner Papa Shango being late to a very important date. Uh, and then Luchasaurus comes, and then as uh, our friend, our, our loving friends would say, the lights went out, the lights went out, 
the lights went out. And uh, we get a video of a man in a Durango going 95. Yeah, I'm out of Durango. Driving down a road that's been spray painted rated R. Yeah, there are some fireworks going off in the background as well. There were fireworks off in Yeon. From the stadium. That was cool. From Yeonder distance. Uh, and we get Metalingus and Ledge. No, uh, we get Adam Copeland. Who they officially call the rated R superstar? I mean, it must be up for grabs, baby. I guess it's a fire sale. Tony Khan pulled up the Brinks truck and was like, "Look, you guys got Jade. Can we get Metalingus plus rated R superstar in a package? Uh, let me get a two for one. He, he's going to the clearance section of WWE and pulling all the. He found this greatest hits album in just a, 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 a milk crate in the back." Like in between the SmackDown fist <laughs> and like the classic WWE Women's Championship, just Edge, yeah, <laughs> just man. sitting uh, on a shelf. So Edge rolled up. Yeah, Edge looking good. I mean, it hasn't been that long since no. we've seen him, but still looking good. Uh, Borderline gives us the I'm gonna partner with my best friend brother, and then boy, he sends a, he sends it. Real bad on Nick Wayne. Yeah, welcome to the business. Yeah, Nick Wayne. <laughs> this is your life, Luchasaurus. Uh, just How about, about got it? with the Huggy Slam. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, and Christian won no parts. He uh, <laughs> he hoofed it, Batty. Um, so I mean, honestly and truthfully, main event is must watch whole way through. Absolutely, start to finish. Even with the boards, the board spot. Um. I think this was a fantastic two out of three falls match. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire card, I guess we can say this too. Um, and we, we kind of mentioned it to each other during the show, but the show was solid. Mm-hmm. Like it was very, it was very chalk, a word we've used a time or two that confuses Aaron. Um, but, um, it was pretty straightforward. Very straightforward. Like, there was no funny business. There was a lot of R-E-S-P-E-C-T mm-hmm. going on from all the opponents and all the... In the spirit of Enoki. In Enochiism. Enochiism, which is a word that Josh Barnett busted out during the Zero Hour. And um, got to shout out John Moxley on commentary, too. He uh, was the swear, The swear jar. Uh, definitely getting, overstuffed tonight, but yeah, well worth it. Getting fined multiple times, according to himself. Uh, shout out to Taz. Shout out to Cher. Uh, yeah. Big shout outs to Cher. Um, but th- the card itself was pretty straightforward. It almost felt like they could have taken this card and done six weeks of television to lead us to the final AEW pay-per-view of the year, mm-hmm. Full Gear. Yeah. But Edge's debut, or Adam Copeland's debut with AEW, is the cherry on top of a solid wrestling card. Yeah, you kind of got this, um, this like perfect timing of events with like WBD wanting more AEW content, including more pay-per-views. And on top of that, you have AEW really trying to... Not necessarily trying to, but they are finding their footing in a post-fill world. Right. And 
on top of that, the open working relationship that they have going on with New Japan and, and other companies as well. Um, but all that, add all of that together, you kind of have like the perfect reason to like, okay, we can put on a show. And on top of that, add Edge. Like, you want a big event to debut Edge at? Conditions are perfect. Conditions are perfect. They are. They uh, they really were for this uh, this event. And you know, there was a lot of hyperbole with Tony Khan saying this is the end of one era and the beginning of another era. Um, as always. The, we record these right after the pay-per-view, but not. Uh, dur- it's pretty much during the AEW press conference. Mm-hmm. I will. Uh, I will keep an eye on uh, Trevor Dame. He does an excellent job uh, at Trevor Dame on Twitter. Um, he does a great job recapping uh, everything that's going on on the press conference. So when that's up and running, I will cut in if there's any breaking news. But uh, nothing right now. Sounds good. Um, as far as like the rest of the card goes though, um, I thought that the six man was decent. The six man with the, the, uh, golden lovers, Jericho and the callous family. Um, but I feel as though this conversation shouldn't necessarily be it's I'm shifting gears just a little bit and I'm making it a little more topical. Um, we were talking, I wanted to pull a conversation we were having during the show here to the pod. And that is the state of Sammy Guevara. And like, how many times, like, why does it feel like Sammy Guevara is just a lost fish in the fish tank? Yeah, You said it perfectly. Um, and for any James Bond fans out there, you'll get this. One lost, always go back to Casino Royale. Right. And they've been back to Casino Royale with Sammy Guevara. I'm not exaggerating. I feel like a dozen times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might be low. They've tried him as a face, him as a heel, him in a group, him in another group, both as a face and a heel, him with his wife, him not with his wife, him with his wife as a face, him with his wife as a heel. They've tried him as a solo babyface act numerous times. They've tried him as a solo heel act multiple times. Uh, they've tried. They've messed with his positioning on the card up and down. They've tried him in the main event picture a little bit. They've tried him in tag team with Chris Jericho as faces and as heels. Um, and now we're in a group again with Sammy Guevara where we're back to Casino Royale, I feel like. And we're coming up on the fourth anniversary of Dynamite this Wednesday how many times do I need to see Casino Royale be made in a four year span it's very true um and I'm I'm curious if Don Callis is going to be able to help give any um help solidify what Sammy Guevara is um because if you look at the pillars you know MJF, while he may not be everybody's cup of tea, including mine, you can go back and listen to any of the AEW pods we've done during Viewer's Choice. I've been very critical of MJF over time, but now I've kind of softened on my stance with MJF, and I actually find him to be quite decent. But he's proven that he can swim in the main event waters as a a, a villain and as a hero now. Um, 
Darby Allen is the hyper babyface. Like he he is emo punk Ricky Steamboat. Like he will always be over men, women, and children. Jeff Hardy, that's Darby Allen, right? Mm-hmm. And then we get to like the other side of the coin. We get Jungle Boy Jack Perry, and we get Sammy Guevara. And Jungle Boy, fantastic tag team wrestler, a part of a very unique package with the Jurassic Express. But since getting away from the duster boots and moving into this new Jack Perry, he feels a little lost in the shuffle. Sammy Guevara is a super talented move doer. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic in the ring. Like his timing is a little off in certain spots. Not that's that's a nitpick, not anything else. But like he's not as good of a heel as MJF is, and he's not as good of a babyface as Darby is. So he will always be second rate compared to MJF and Darby Allen in the pillars discussion, mm-hmm. right? It's almost kind of a detriment to him to be there. I think Sammy absolutely needs a freshening up. Freshening up, I mean, new haircut, try to grow a beard, change the tights, put on 30 pounds. Or, like, honestly, like, I hate to do this, but it's like, go away. Learn new hold. Go away. Yeah. Like, you're about to have your kid. Take time. And take, like, a bunch of time. Make everybody forget about Sammy Guevara. And when you come back, look different. Mm-hmm. Grow up. Cut he, your hair. He's going to look different if he's been at home with that baby. Right. He's going to be well fed. He ain't going to be sleep de- deprived. Yeah. He's going to be. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, I'm sure they'll have an au pair or something along those lines. You know, you know, it takes a village. Right. And so um, I'm just I want to see Sammy unlock his potential. And I'm afraid we may have already seen it in the ladder match with Cody prior to Cody jumping ship and going to WWE at WrestleMania last year. You know, so I don't know, man. I'm just uh, I'm fearful. But um, as far as the six man goes, is that must watch, must skip or is that somewhere in the middle for you? Um, somewhere in the middle. Um, I think if you're a big fan of Golden Lovers. I think if you're a big uh, Will Ospreay guy, you're going to take any opportunity you can to check him out on U.S. soil. Um, and Golden Lovers, you know, they, they definitely have their fan following uh, and tons of lore there. But, like, if you don't fit in to either one of those two camps, I feel like, then those are just kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, did a a whole lot of this card. And, this, and it, 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 this match is a testament to the card. The majority of the card was... Really good matches, pretty straightforward, short on the near falls, and left a lot, a lot of room on the table um, for the main event to breathe. And, um, you know, sometimes when things are like that, it makes for a, what could be a lesser than card. Right. Or pay-per-view. But it's for the good of the show. So, like... Maybe now I don't have a ton to say like, oh, yeah, this is must watch from the show. 
outside of the main event. But if this show, you know, is being graded on as a whole, I would give it a thumbs up because everything built to the main event and the closing segment. Right. I feel like it's one of those things where it is the sum of its parts or the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Mm -hmm. Nothing to me. And like this, this kind of foreshadowing aside from the main event and maybe one other match I could skip or not skip, but like I don't, there's not anything I would necessarily go back and rewatch. You know what I mean? Um, the only match I would other say I, I might say is must watch is Swerve Strickland and Hangman Page. Yeah, that's the one on the fence for me too. And if I'm being liberal, I'd, I'd say go give this a must watch just because it's a cool elevation match. Like you know, Shane Strickland is there and he you has mean the ability. Not, you mean dark elevation? <laughs> is that the is that what you're talking about? R.I.P. Pal. Um, no, this, this is a cool match um, with somebody who's been a staple of the upper rankings of AW and Hangman Page mm-hmm. and Shane Strickland and it doesn't have a title attached to it so it's really counting on the creativity of, the, of these two guys and it's really carried the program as brief as it's been um, you know I hope to see more between these two it doesn't have to even be immediate um, just Swerve got the win and he can move up the card and, and see what's for him next uh, in the weeks to come and Hangman lost. And Hangman really excels with like not being successful and right. having to pick himself up. For sure. And us following along on that journey because with Hangman, he doesn't always immediately pick himself up. And that's to the to the to benefit of the character. I think so too. It's not easy come, easy go with right. Hangman. There's always something else that's taking place. Something else that's afoot. That is uh, keeping the old hanger down. Um, we're torn on another match. I think so. I think we're both uh, eyeballing the same match. And is it the AWTBS championship match between Chris Statlander and Julia Hart? No. Oh, shoot. Okay. So we are diametrically opposed on a match. Okay. Where I feel it is must watch. And you couldn't have been less interested in American Dragon Brian uh, yeah. Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. It's just not my brand of wrestling. Obviously, these two are really good at what they do. Um, insanely good. Just not my brand of pro wrestling, that's all. If if I had the option to watch that or watch Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs, give me Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs. Right. But for me, um, I don't necessarily like Grapple F, and I don't I think this borderline it was a fine line between it was like sports entertainment grapple F to me. Mm. Um, I think Zack Sabre Jr. is un- unlimitedly talented. Wickedly talented. <laughs> Zadel Bajim. Um, but Zack Sabre Jr., fantastic. American Dragon Brian Danielson, duh. Best wrestler in the world. Um, these guys, definitely, you could tell they had a chemistry together. This is the first time they've wrestled in like 14 years against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell that they have evolved as wrestlers. Um, a lot of us have seen a lot of Brian Danielson stuff from when he was younger to now. So we've seen how much he's grown. You can almost say this exact same thing for Zack Sabre Jr. 
to a much smaller scale, but I feel like a lot of the American fan base got their first real juicy glimpse of Zack Sabre Jr. from the Cruiserweight Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, of course, if people followed the indies, Zack Sabre Jr. was a, he was a somewhat regular for Chikara. Um, so he, he had been around a little bit, but I think the... Big PWG guy. Big PWG guy, but I think the biggest exposure he may have had in the U.S. was from his run in the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh-huh. The Zack Sabre Jr., who wrestled at the Cruiserweight Classic, would have been eaten already by this Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. now is a much thicker boy, more... I feel like everything he does has a purpose. Like, it's very small things. And all of them, like, he connects the dots from everything that he does. Because everything is so, like, matter-of-fact pinpoint. He does not paint in big, broad strokes. He's a, a pencil and paper graphite drawer. Very small strokes all, all and, the time. And Moxley did a great job on commentary telling the difference between the two where um, he said Zach Sieber Jr. is almost, if you think of like a football game, you call one play to set up the play that's coming in five or six plays. Mm-hmm. It's not to score on this exact play. And with Brian Danielson, he'll let you, he'll let you cook to just get himself in a situation to this, where he can pop out to where it. he can pop out of it and and wrestle defensively um and go and you know and go on the offense from that to see right. you make a mistake um so that was a cool way to like you know make a difference between the two again not my style of pro wrestling um but it you know I wouldn't say it's not bad obviously right it's just not 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 for me for me I think it's worth it's worth going out of the way to watch um, well, let's talk about the TBS championship. Yeah. Um, a person who's really skyrocketed into the hearts of, of at least you and I over the last few weeks has been Julia Hart. Yeah. The challenger in the matchup. And Chris Statlander has been putting on fantastic matches. Yeah, she's been on with, a run. With everybody yeah. that she's faced as T- TBS champion. Including like giving Jade her best match ever mm-hmm. on the way out. Yep. Uh, she's defended the title she against had a great match with Britt Baker. Right. Like um, she's very much a glue person that is needed in this women's division, and she does it again. Like Julia Hart, definitely. I think there were points where Julia showed her inexperience, but not horribly. And I think that the match is more solid than I would take this match over the four way women's match from all in. Oh, without question. Yeah. Like, even though there was, there's more star power in that four way, I'm taking that match from all from from tonight from Wrestle Dream over all in and even all out with Chris and Ruby. Mm hmm. Um, Julia Hart is just primed for something. I think when Statlander moves up to the next title and that TBS title can really be for 
female competitors like Julia Hart and Sky Blue and Anna J. Right. The reps. Um, people getting the reps. Right. And people that need the good match reps. Right. I think once the title can fall into being an actual mid-card women's title where the mid-card women can actually compete and you obviously needed a Chris Statlander of sorts to be able to thwart Jade to get the title off. Mm -hmm. And you may need somebody who's close to Chris Statlander to get the TBS title off of her. But if you build somebody well enough, you might be able to like... But that's the problem with the women's division in AEW is it's not really deep enough to like build somebody and circle back to where you, where you want to go to. Like I would love if Julia Hart circles back and becomes a person to beat Statlander, but is the division deep enough at this point to keep having Statlander go on this run of matches? Because they clearly want a workhorse. That's the vision for this title is they see this as the workhorse title for the women. Mm-hmm. So is the roster deep enough? You, are there enough free agents to accept open challenges that allow Julia Hart to continue to develop her character and continue to develop in ring and for us to see her continue to make those strides that she's making to circle back in six months, eight, nine months to do this again and have Julia Hart win? I, or does it, it doesn't even have to be that long. You know, is it is it the January pay-per-view? Or February, like Revolution. Right. Can we get there at Revolution? Even that, I think, is is a challenge. It's just, I just don't think the depths are deep deep enough yet in AEW. I think that you could maybe, you could you could be cute a little bit. Um, you could easily go the champion versus champion route. You've got um, Athena, who's out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So you could easily pull Athena in to do a program with Statlander. Where Athena just doesn't want to be Ring of Honor champion. She wants to be TBS champion too. They'd have fantastic matches. I think their chemistry would be very good. Considering that I don't think Athena is a very good champion. Um, but that's that's me. That's my tastes. Um, uh, I also think like if the Bunny and Penelope Ford. I haven't seen them oh in a boy. bit. You're really pulling. But I think the two of them you do like a two versus one storyline where it's like Penelope has like a one-on-one match. The bunny gets involved. Then it's like bunny and Chris Penelope's involved. You do Chris versus the two of them. I think that that can buy you some time too. Like it doesn't have to be super deep. They're just the stories have to make sense, right? right. I mean, yeah, what you're pitching, you could get a couple of weeks out of that. Because, like, you can't use Nyla Rose anymore. You can't use Ruby, Ruby Soho anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, Anna Jay's out there, but, like, she's kind of lost in the shuffle from the post-JAS stuff. Right. They're, they're, they're trying to rebuild her as well, and do you want to rebuild her and then knock all that down by her losing a, a title match right and then like i'm trying to think of like other like willow's he- out there like other heel women on the aew roster yeah you get to mercedes martinez and you know diamante pretty quick yeah and i can see like mercedes maybe even though she I think they, they already did that did they i think already, they might have they are, yeah. they've already done that so yeah, we're already already rehashing angles and matches. Um, 
But anyways, I thought uh, for the card itself, I like the match. Um, like the progress I'm seeing out of these two. Would love to see them run it back. Um, I... Man, yeah, it's a it's a slim night for me, but it'd be like that sometimes, man. Um, I mean, we're here. I don't think we really talked about it, but, like, the reason we're here, the reason um, the reason for the season, Edge, man. Um, yeah. Is there, is there anything you want to see him do? I know. We're talking about a guy who is now in the, the third redo – the, the the third second chance of his career he's coming off the neck jammy he's absolutely approaching in the twilight approaching 50 years old he probably is what he is at this point he's been in wwe for his entire career as a as a tv act um going back to 1998 so he probably is what he is and he's gonna be bringing a lot of that over and sometimes that doesn't translate too well to aw but for you what do you see? What do you hope? What do you want? Um, absolutely. Like I think Endgame. I want to see Edge and Christian together mm. as a team, going out in the sunset together. Oh man! Like I'm gonna cry again. And like I want, I want it to involve the Hardys. Oh man! I want Edge and Christian and the Hardys one last time. I understand Matt Hardy's got the janky knees, okay? We can hide it. You know right now Bully Ray is working the phones Bully to try Ray to get and him and Bully Devon Ray and Devon just signed WWE deals. Oh, they did? Yeah, they're like, oh, that's they're funny. over there now. They're legend oh, really? deals, I think. Okay. I think they just signed legend deals. All right. Um, but, uh, Sorry, continue. Yeah. Um, I want to see Edge work like the young dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd love to see him in Absolute Ricky Starks. I'd love to see him in Darby Allen. Like, I'd like for him to fill the role that, like, CM Punk left. Like, where Punk was working all these younger guys, right? But I feel like Edge is more of a a more affable teacher mm. than Punk. They Punk and Edge are very equivalent. I don't... You're big on replacement level. Yeah. Edge is at replacement level with CM Punk. Mm -hmm. You lose to CM Punk, you get an edge. It's equal. Their minds are both there. They both are very understanding of like the new generation of wrestling. And they both had a have a thirst to work with and cultivate at least to the observate the observational eye with Punk. He worked with a lot of the younger guys. Yeah, you could see his, his thumbprints with people. Right. Edge will have that too. Um, I don't care if he's involved in any title pictures. He doesn't need to be near the AEW world title at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's here for maybe two years, and then he's gone, daddy gone. Um, he might even be here just for like a year. And you get to Wembley again. Mm -hmm. And you do E and C versus the Hardys at Wembley. <sighs> yeah, I want to go to London now. Like, it's yeah. just... there, there, There's a lot of cool matches and, and angles to be had. Like, you know, um, they may not be our team, but 
Edge and Christian versus the Young Bucks. That's, that's a thing. That's a number. Yeah. Um, Edge and Christian versus FTR. FTR. That's a number. Um, whenever Top Flight is back to full strength. Right. That's a that's a heck of a TV it's number. It's only a matter yeah. of time before Dante Martin's back. Right. Private Party. Like, all the tag teams that AEW has, if you can run them against Edge and Christian, like... Aussie Open. Yeah. That's... You're, you're now gaining TV main events. Um, right. Or, or, you know... High high profile matches on pay per view, but I think what's going to be what the big legacy might be for Edge is what he can contribute to the locker room, not on camera, right? Like it's been over publicized, like what's going on in AEW. I'm not there, you're not there, we don't know, right? We hear what we hear, we see what we see, we mm-hmm. get bits and pieces across varying degrees of legitimacy right Mm -hmm. um just from like where we're from and who we know and how we know people and uh but even then like there's a buzzing that there is some sort of like at least there was friction Mm -hmm. and if edge can come in and be a positive voice to cultivate the younger talent and to bridge the gap between those that are disgruntled and those that are gruntled, right? And being able to mish mash the two together, I think that's gonna ultimately be his legacy, right? Is how well can he, how well can he fit in as a team player guy, while also being a person who is a star? Brian Danielson is one of those mm-hmm. people. John Moxley is one of those people. Chris Jericho is one of those people. Christian is one of those people. And like Punk was, but I feel somewhere along the way he lost his way, right? And he's not as much in like the give back portion. Um, what do you want about Edge? Or sorry, we need to we need to start programming ourselves to calling him Adam Copeland. What y'all don't like Edge? Edge is done. <laughs> um I think I think much like you, I wanna see Edge's fingerprints on people. Um because you know, in the I was a big fan of the Edge and Christian podcast that has been totally deleted from the history of the earth and impossible to find. Um, but they they spoke pretty highly of AEW when AEW was first getting started, and um, they talked about a lot of the acts that they wanted to work with if they were to go back. And uh, you know, some of those acts, and you know, at the time weren't in AEW; they were in WWE. And Edge had talked about wanting to work with Seth Rollins and wanting to work with Finn Balor, and why he wanted to work with them, and wanting to work with like Rhea Ripley. And wanted to work with Damian Priest. And the list goes on and on. And Edge saw something in these talents. And wanted to get something out of them. And maybe the booking wasn't always the best. Maybe the presentation always wasn't the best. Maybe some of it was a little hokey at times. But I'll be deed if Edge didn't do what he said he was going to do. And wanted to do. He got he got something out of those talents that wasn't going to happen 
and, uh, unless unless he was there. And I just think if he can come into AEW and he can do the same thing, um, it's it's just going to be good for the business. Um, we're talking about Edge. I feel like this is funny. I want to bring it up. Uh, so Beth Phoenix took to Twitter and tweeted a picture of a letter or like of a little note that uh, Edge, Adam Copeland, left on the fridge and goes, B, heading to walk the dog, be back in a few, <laughs> A. And if you look at the letter, the, the A in walk, the E in B, and the W in few are well, well, all well. capitalized. Uh, so... And so it's it's very cute, very very funny, um, but also a cool moment, man. AEW needed a win. AEW's had a few wins, and the perceived loss of Jade Cargill, um, for for the future of AEW, I think Edge Adam Copeland, I think he's gonna fill a void, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely a glue guy that can work, and I'm just curious to see how long he's there for, um. If it's only just a short trip before he goes back to WWE. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Especially since with AEW, they're about to lose Dustin. Yeah. Dustin Rhodes. They're going to lose Sting soon. Mm-hmm. You know, like Billy Gunn's probably not going to be wrestling forever. Who knows how long, you know, until he goes back to WWE uh, to ride out a Legends deal. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing, you know, Mark Henry. Who knows how long he's going to be there in a backstage capacity tall paul tall paul um you know we just don't know you know as aw as a company continues to grow older well so do those contracts and some people just need to go learn a new hold (laughs) behind the scenes or in front of the camera right and may want to go back home or may want to go to their actual home you know like nothing's nothing's forever in wrestling right for sure and so turnover is necessary um and yeah, man, it's just it's just dope. Yeah, I think so too. Um, do you have an MVP of the night? I got to give it to the instant classic Christian Cage, um, brother. When that music hit, it felt like a main event. Um, I I sat up from where I was sitting a little bit a little bit straighter. Um, my eyes were were more glued than they had been. I mean, it also didn't help that the Chiefs had put away the Jets. And you didn't have to worry about the final score. That definitely helped. That De- <laughs> definitely helped. Uh, Chiefs almost gave that one away. Um, but no, man, he's the he's the the MVP for me. Um, just even the whole storytelling of their feud with him wanting to see Darby wrestle, and that's why I challenged him to two out of three falls. And then Christian does nothing but proceed to cheat <laughs> throughout the whole match. Um, yeah, man, he's he he's an all timer. Um, he might be wrestling's ultimate bucket getter. Like you need a great match, call Christian. When has Christian failed in giving you a great match, a great segment? Um, man, he he's just the best right now. Um, so yeah, MVP Christian Cage. Don't know how many more of those. Um, you know he's he's gonna get. Yeah, man, so good. Can't complain. Um, I'm with you on Christian Cage as well. Christian's the guy. Um, made that whole segment awesome. Um, even though he did kind of uh, step on your toes and uh, try to get you to renege on your love for him. 
Uh, he, he found a way to make you love him any, anyways. Um, shout outs to Nick Wayne's mom. Uh, played a wonderful part in that main event as well. Um, but yeah, so next time we're back here, when is WWE's next pape? Uh, I want to say it's next weekend. Oh, or no, no. It was that No Mercy? That was No Mercy last weekend. No, that was yesterday, pal. Yep, that was yesterday, pal. Um, I don't even know what is next. Is that pay, um, I'm looking right now. Survivor Series? Everybody here is just... Oh, Fastlane. We it, got Fastlane next weekend. Oh, yeah. really? So, yeah, we got the Fastlane next weekend. Um, yeah, we'll have to figure that one out because I know I will be on the road, so... And Fastlane's a Saturday, right? Fastlane's a Saturday show? At least Fastlane's a Saturday All show. All right, we'll have to tap into some resources, so to speak. Tap into resources, might do the show late, who knows, but... I know Mr. Tim will be here at least. I'll be here. Whether you want me here or not, I'm going to figure it out and we're going to piece it together and you may get a single, a single player viewer's choice. Who knows? Um, but if you enjoy everything you do here at the North South connection, uh, please do us a favor. Go to the YouTube, uh, North South connection on YouTube, like, and subscribe, ring the bell. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts that are simulcasted for audio and video, including WWE war, uh, wrestling war zone, uh, no Holds Barred, uh, GC Dub, Extreme Three-Way Dance. Um, there's so much to watch. Um, always go to NorthSouthConnection.com to be your hub for everything that we do. Um, a, a shout out to our official third man, Dwicky, who helps us with imaging uh, for, this, uh, for the podcast uh, whenever you hear our opening and closing sounders. Um, and a shout out to our other podcast network, uh, the soon to be named network at STBN network on Twitter, soon to be named network.com, soon to be named network.tumblr.com with the podcast at odds with wrestling and we need wrestling. Uh, if you're looking for fresher voices, fresher thoughts on the current day product, give them a listen. But we also have that here with, um, you know, Ryan Gray on YouTube doing his top five matches of the week for WWE. We've got, um, you know what that means covering AEW. So there's so much stuff um, on the on the docket and for your listening pleasure on the current day product of uh, both WWE and AEW. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can at not the tool man for me on Twitter, the wrestling speakeasy for Marcus. If you know, you know, at TNM shows, it's where we talk where you can find information on this show as well as our other podcast final wrestling place where we have been really breaking down a lot of top 10 lists lately uh it's very enjoyable for us so give that a listen as well um so fast lane coming up then we'll have revolution i'm sure survivor series so much more uh but keep it locked on the no so and remember, whatever Marcus and I tell you, it's all fine and dandy, but just remember, the choice is yours.